Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chatting with Campbell. Uh, we've got a, 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 extinguished, a distinguished guest for me tonight, uh, and uh, just beside me, is it there, on the right-hand side. But I just want to welcome Lee Judges and Dan Potts, who are obviously resident. How are you doing, guys? Hey, all good. good thanks. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And the man up beside me and above Lee Judges is Isaiah Rankin. Many will know him from his time at Arsenal, coming through the ranks. And obviously, he's also played for Brentford among some of his other teams. So, Izzy, how are you, young man? I'm good, Kev. I'm good, Kev. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Oh, our pleasure, our pleasure. Like, you know. What a great you. name, by the way. What a great name. Oh, I reckon, yeah. Always a nice one. Quality always name, a nice man. one. Always Quality. a nice one. But look, we're always going to start with our guest. Izzy, tell us a little bit of what you're doing now. And obviously, tell us when you played for Brentford, because I think everybody would love to know that. So what I'm doing now is I'm based in Leeds area, um, helping at a private academy helping young kids who have just been released from maybe clubs or want to get back into the pro clubs, um, helping doing that and coaching really. And um, I was at Brentford from 2004 to 2006. And it was a great time for me uh, playing under Martin Allen at Brentford. Character. Character, oh, isn't he? Yeah. Martin Allen was a character. <laughs> yeah, a good character. Um, knew how to get a team to play and get boys together to go out there and fight and to, to be hard to beat. And uh, had some a lot of good times on there. Fantastic. Uh, let, let me come to you, Lee. What does When I mention Brentford, obviously we're going to talk about modern day. But did you have any dealings with Brentford back in the day? Well, back in the day, my dad dad was there, like you know. So, um, so like obviously, fond memories with that. Like dad, dad was at Orient and Brentford. So, uh, you know, I think Brentford was probably his team as well. Like out of all of them, if I'll be honest, you know. So, uh, yeah. So like um, a connection there. But at the moment, I'm not happy with them. They done us earlier on the season two 0 and uh, that that ain't is painful memories. But listen, it's always. All, all from my, um, my my lifetime and that they was always in the lower lower division. So to, to get up into the Premier League now is is magnificent. See another London club and um, red red and white, a little bit of red and white there as well. So I, I'm 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 quite uh, quite happy with Brentford and I think like if I be honest, I think they're doing 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 well. I know they're in a little bit of a I'd say dodgy patch at the moment, but they're in a dip think, up. Yeah, you know after after. Um, of course, after Saturday, I hope they do really well and, and, and do stay in the league, you know. So, uh, nice new stadium. Um, is it that's right? They used to have the ground, didn't they? With is it with the four pubs? With the four pubs. Yeah, with the four pubs, so that was, that was very, very famous for that, you know. So, um, yeah, like fond memories of Brentford, like my dad was like spoke of them very highly. So, yeah, so, um, how long was your dad there, Lee? I think he was only there for a little while. I don't, you know, I know that it was at Orient, like, you know, it was a little bit different back in the day when he played. It was sort of like, they shifted it. I don't know what sort of level it was then, like, but, it, you know, I can't even manage who, who was the manager there. If it was, um, 
uh, Alex Stockall, that was when he was at Orient. I'm not sure, like, you know, so it was in and around that era he was there, like, you know. Right. Pot, what about you, Potsy? Any any um, connection with Brentford or did you ever go and watch a game at Brentford before? Listen, did I ever go and watch a game at Brentford? I was bloody there, mate, on the first bloody game of the season. I went up there, man. I was gutted. <laughs> but uh, listen, it was, oh. it, do you know what? I, I, I've got to admit, I was, I went there and I loved the atmosphere. I thought it was fantastic. And do you know what, Kev? People forget it's the first game that we were all allowed back after COVID. Yeah. So, of course, everyone was buzzing, you know. And I remember uh, as I was there, he came out on the, on the pitch and I remember thinking, oh, you know, um, this is going to be a, a good game for him to come and come out because it's going to be both teams that you're obviously looking at. But Brentford were fantastic that night. And I know that we were a bit depleted at the start, but I look at what Brentford have done and I know they're on a bad a bad run at the moment, but I, I really like what they're doing in the Premier League. And I think their manager is class, man. I, I've got a lot of time for him. I think he's a character. I think what he's doing uh, and has done in the Premier League is fantastic. And... Um, I think although they're going through a bad patch, I hope they do stick with him because I feel like there's something working there. Um, and, you know, I don't know much about them going back, you know, a few years, if I'm honest with you. But all I do know is that I've got a lot of friends that are Brentford fans and they are in absolute love with what's happening and what has been happening in the last couple of years. So I, I love to see clubs like that. Do you know what I mean? I love to see clubs that get into the Premier League and make the most of it. And I must say, although they're going through bad patch at the moment, their fans still seem committed. Their players are playing for the managers still. And I hope to see, obviously, not at the weekend, but I hope to see them turn it around in terms of their form uh, in the coming weeks because I, I'd like to see them stay in the Premier League. I really would. Mm. Uh, Isaac, let me come to you because, obviously, you were there on the first day of the season. What were your yeah. thoughts about the squad and where you think, where you thought they, what you thought they could do? this season and have they surprised you they have surprised me the start surprised me so much um but you know as a new a newly promoted team you have to start well at home and i thought playing arsenal on the friday night it was kind of a setup it, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was set up for Brentford to win yeah. the game Right. Uh, and uh, then once the team news came out, players were missing. Then you think, could it be? Then you, you're in and around the ground and getting closer to kickoff. And then there was just an atmosphere in the ground, in and around the ground, that I think Brentford could do something tonight. Mm. And then once the game started, it was just. Arsenal didn't play well today, but Brentford stuck to their task. They had a plan and they used it very, very well. And um, it was disappointing for Arsenal to season like that. But now they've picked up. It's a completely different team. And now the teams, both teams are in different situations, different moments in the season. So hopefully it's a good game and um arsenal win this one <laughs> so you want one you want one each you want the home home team to win okay let me come to yeah. you lee um that that game at brentford that izzy and dan talks about was that one of the most disappointing ones of the season for us we we went into it with so much we went in with so confidence in a sense but 
the performance. I, look, listen, I said you could lose any game. Yeah. But, but it's the way we, we you lose it. And let's be honest, we 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 kind of got bullied, didn't we? Yeah, that was the one for I don't think it's been the most disappointing loss for me this season. I think I'm going to say the, the two biggest ones that have hurt me the most is Everton and, and Nottingham Forest. I'm going to be honest, they're the two that have really got me. But the game against uh, Brentford, I think, where can I say it? It's up there because it told, told me who's was going to win for a, for a roller coaster of a ride. It weren't going to be like plain sailing. On the, straight after that, we knew we had Chelsea and Manchester City coming out of that. So we knew we was going to be, if we didn't get anything from that game, we was going to be bottom of the league. And that, so that said it all. And it was a, do you know what? It was a Friday. I don't know if you, well, obviously we remember it, Friday night. It was Friday. So basically, after that, the weekend's ruined. Gone. You know what I mean? Like, they've, yeah. you know, Arsenal have ruined the weekend, right? It's done. Done and dusted. So you're sort of slightly getting over it on the Saturday. Come Sunday, you think, right, okay, come on, Spurs, make my day. City, go and smash them. Like, you know I mean? yeah. And Manchester City went and beat Spurs, uh, lost to Spurs. It just was the worst weekend. And do you know when you go like, oh, I'm looking forward to coming back. I don't know. <laughs> we've got this for weeks and weekends and things like that. So it was horrendous week weekend that was. Started with that two 0 win, bullied from 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 set pieces and all that. I honestly think I'm gonna I'm gonna be really honest with you. I I think that was the final now in Leno's uh, Arsenal career as number one. I think that after that, I think that um, Mikel had made up his mind that he needed. Yeah, I think then he did got Rams down the way, but I think then he realised that I'll tell you what I'm giving giving Rams up. I'll tell you what I'll let, I'll let Leno take a stuff in against Chelsea and, and Man City. Then after the international break, I'll bring in uh, I'll bring in uh, Rams down, and it'd be like managerial uh, magic, like you know, or something like that. But uh, so I feel a little bit sorry for Leno. He had those three games with like no defence in front of him, and all of a sudden, like you know, Gabriel's back, <laughs> and Ramsdale come back in, didn't he? Like you know, so uh, probably so also did a, a tip. Yeah, yeah. talk about being ruthless, you know. So uh, you know, like football's a ruthless game, and I, that was shown there. But yeah, I just think we was bullied on the day that the second goal summed it all up. I honestly think, I don't know how you guys feel about this. If we had a foul like that given against us now with the way we are, I think um, we would have made a lot more fuss about it. It just seemed like he accepted it and we just moved moved on from it a little bit. I don't know how you feel about that. It just Because it was a foul, but because we didn't make no fuss of it, it sort of was, was let go whether they thought VAR was going to um, get involved. But Help we know what out. VAR... Help him out. Yeah, yeah. Dan, what's your what's your thoughts on that one? Because I think Lee's got a real point. You know, Leno did get fouled, but he didn't he didn't really make remonstrate. I mean, you ask Izzy if you're gonna go in there with a goalkeeper, the goalkeeper is gonna give you some. You're the one who's probably gonna end up on the floor. But he goes up and it was quite soft. Dan, what what do you think? It was me. It was me. And the whole the whole night was a disaster. If I'm honest with you. I mean, if that was a few weeks ago, I reckon the game would have got called off anyway because it seemed that it was like one rule a few weeks ago. It was the ago, first COVID, the wasn't start, it? it? was the first yeah, part, yeah. The first, first game of the season, we could hardly put a team out, but it was fine. But then what? A few weeks ago, everyone's getting games called off for having their under-18 out. Do you know what I mean? It's a shambles, mate. So when I look at it now, I think actually, yeah, that was a problem. Without having Lacazette and without having Aubameyang, 
I remember leaving the ground with with Gunnar Russ, who's in the chat, and I remember I was with Red Ken and Gunnar Russ, and we both left, and I would just remember feeling so disappointed, not because of the loss, but because of how we lost. We got bullied. It was like rolling back the years. It was like Stoke again on a on a you know on an awful night, weren't it? You know, we got bullied in that game, and that was what was was really frustrating me because we were seeing the likes of Ben White out there, who had an absolute shocker of a debut for me. Um, and, and we were thinking, like you say, Leno, the foul didn't go our way. And like you say, Kev, no, no, no one was really moaning, you know. Leno got yeah. fouled. It wasn't really, it was just like, oh, well, we've Accepted lost the game. And we move, Yeah, we move on. We move on. We had Balogun and Martinelli up front who hadn't played for a lot. God knows how long. And I just think now, obviously, we want revenge. But I remember that game leaving thinking we need to do a lot in the summer window here because we're really struggling. We were depleted. And since then, obviously, Lee talks about Chelsea and Man City. Then we went on that little bit of a run when we got our players in. And we're lucky now because there's no more excuses to this. We've got our best side available, up bar Martinelli. So we can't have any more performances like that. They can't get bullied against this team now. And Brentford are on a real bad run. So we've got to take advantage, Casey. Mm -hmm. You know, Izzy, let me ask you about the Brentford model. Because they've, they kind of missed out a couple of years on, on getting promotion. You know, so yeah. had to sell... Ollie Watkins, etc., and then they brought in Ivan Tony, and it seems like that just connected. Tell me about you know your thoughts on them eventually getting to the promised land, their model, because they don't so, go splash crazy money, do they? No, the Brentford model really good. So even before that, the players that you're talking about, Neil Mopay. Mm -hmm. uh, They've had loads of players. I, I think I saw a stat the other day spent and then how much they've received in transfer fees. And the model is working. They find young players, Scandinavian players or players from non-league, uh, Pinnock, Rico Henry, um, and they're fantastic players. I think, apart from Ivan Tony. Pinnock and um, Henry are the next two to most probably go from Brentford. Do, do you know, uh, do you know who, who's impressed me? I've got to mention his name. And Bueno at the top end of the yeah. pitch. I think he's a handful. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I've not seen him. So maybe he's carrying an injury at the moment. I'm not too sure. But early on in the season, he really impressed me, Izzy. So when Ivan Tony plays, Ivan Tony plays in between. The opposition's right back and right centre half, and Wemo does a walk off of Tony, little link ups, little Sids, and little others, and yeah. he's always very close. He works his socks off, and uh, he doesn't get the goals that he deserves, but he's so important to the team. I, I I agree with you there, Lee. What's what's your thoughts on their front too? Because they 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 give us a run around in that first game. Yeah, handful. I think that's that's the way of putting it. I think they are a handful. I think that, uh, and, and to be honest, even on their bad run, they've they've caused problems. They've caused problems. Yeah. You know, um, even when they've they've not won their games, it's never. I, I don't. I, I don't know how Ben White and Gabriel are going to feel going into the game, but I, I tell you what, they're not going to have it easy. Well, I don't care what anybody says. I think that um, it's going to be a, a battle from which they've got. But do you know what? Physically, I think that they're they're up for that sort of battle. But um, and they ain't going to be like given time on the ball. They're not going to be given like uh, 
They can't take liberties. They put it put it that way. They won't be able to take liberties with with these these two, and 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 they are. They've got a certain way of playing, and um, I think with Ivan Tony, if I'll be really honest, the only thing that he really does lack is like a real goal, like you know, twenty goals. If he was saying like it'd be it'd be the real real deal. He's got everything else. I think mean, he's got pace, power, brave. But like you know, it's just that probably that goal scoring thing that maybe is why people probably maybe not looking him, but score bundles of goals in the, the championship. Or, or, and I thought, well, you know, I do I do do a lot. I like a centre forward. I'm going to say it now, like guys, I like a centre forward that bullies a centre half. I love it, like you know. And um, I, I I haven't seen it for a very very long time down the Arsenal, if I'll be honest. Mm. But I do like it, and I think it's something that we we need to get. We need to get somebody like him. I think in in our in our squad. I'm not saying he would be a starter every week, but someone in our squad to look to to go for a plan B. And 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 I believe he is an Arsenal fan, so it might well be something like we can look at look at somebody like that. But I I I'm all for seeing somebody like that in the Arsenal squad. I'll be honest. Dan, what's your thoughts on obviously Ivan Tony and Imbueno and. And that that Brentford model because it's um, mm. it has been really successful. Well, it's admirable, mate. And I think you know, you know, as he's talked about, you know, um, some of the players that have left, obviously Mope, but you know, Ollie Watkins is another one at Villa now. He's he's been fantastic, absolutely superb. A player that I really like. Um, obviously, you've got Ben Rama. Um, you've got the, 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 you know, how good he was and then what he's doing at West Ham. You know, he's a player who comes on and does a, a good job now and, and he's starting to kind of prove himself in that side now as well. So I think the model is very good to look at. And you've got to be realistic about what Brentford are doing as well. You know, they're not a team that are going to keep all their best players, go up the table and start hitting Europe. They've got to be realistic. They'd love to stay in the Premier League and, and do what they're doing. I think is you've got to say hats off to them. But I'm with Lee. I like what they're doing up top. I think they're they're a handful. And when you've got when you say that, a lot of people think, "Oh, he's a handful." That to me is a compliment. Some people just think, "Oh, well, you've got to score goals as a striker." Well, they do score goals. Ivan Tony scores his, scores goals as well. We haven't seen him of late as much as probably the Brentford fans would like. But he's an absolute monster up top, and I I, I think he's a player that I'm looking very very closely at. You know, because I think that Gabriel and Ben White. They've got to have a good game. <laughs> That's all I know. That's all I know. They've got to have a good game. And Ben White in the air last time against Brentford wasn't too great. Of late, he's been a lot better. And I'd like to see him improve still. Ben White, the jury is still a little bit out for me. A lot of people think I'm harsh when I say that. But I've seen some bad performances. I've seen some exceptional performances. As for Gabriel, I think he's been consistently good. So that's why I say I want to see more from Ben White. Because I want to see from Ben White what Gabriel's doing. So this is an opportunity for Ben White to kind of put it right from the last game against Brentford because he will be thinking about that. Um, but I've got the confidence of our last few games that Gabriel and Ben White can keep Brentford quiet because we've seen them do it against a, a number of teams. So let's hope that we can have another a good performance like that defensively because they're going to be a handful, as I say, the, the, the front two. Yeah, I, I, Izzy, um, well said, Dan. Do you think the, the manager, their manager, is under any pressure? Because... Obviously, they, they've gone off the boil a little bit. They have spent a little bit of money, haven't they, in the summer? Brought Ayer in and, and stuff like that. Still got some, some quality players. I like Canos and all those guys. I think they're good players. But obviously, just not getting the results. Is he under a little bit of pressure, would you say? No. No. <sighs> Listen, where Brentford have come from, this is a journey. This is a fantastic journey there. 
So, and they've done exceptionally well so far, but they've still got, what is it, 10, 15 games to go to secure safety. I don't think the manager's under any pressure. He's done fantastically well with the budget they're on, with the player. Tactically, he's worked miracles with his team. He's changed things about. Sergi Canos has played up front. He's played at right wing back. So they've had injuries. The keeper's back now, uh, where they, the, the fans were a bit questioning uh, Fernandez. I think it was the, the the other keeper. But now Reyes back, and um, no, I, I don't think he's under. I just think he's it's their way. I, I don't think Brentford will panic either. I just I just look at obviously Brentford have got some tough games coming up, and yes. well, they're all tough in the Premier League. You know. There's, there's games, this is one that we're expected to win, just like the first game of the season. It turned out to be a disaster. It can go that way. So I only ask that at, at just because of the position they're in. Obviously, Newcastle are winning now. Everton are winning. You know, that type of thing. They can get dragged down. And, and when you're down the bottom there, it can be difficult. Lee, what, what's, what's your thoughts on the Arsenal's approach to this game? Because I think that's the key to everything for us, how Arsenal approach it. Yeah, and this is what I think Brentford will come there to frustrate. I think that they're putting banks of four and, and frustrate us and that we've got to be patient. And if I'll be honest, it ain't this is this is our weakest part of our game, breaking down teams. I really do. I think that we what the one thing we have improved on is that when we're pushing on against sides, i.e. against uh um, Burnley, we didn't really look like we concede. We're going to concede in in the past. I've always been, oh, well, look how vulnerable we are on the counter attack and all that. We seem to have sorted that out a little bit, but I still think we're a little bit too over cautious when we're going forward, particularly at home and can't break down teams. Now we've got the fans that that, that includes me and Dan. We've got to be a little bit more patient, you know what I mean? Like uh, because I don't think it's going to be. Uh, a walkover sort of game. I think that we're going to have to stick with it. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I'll be honest. I don't think it's going to be a... Uh, I'll be very surprised if it's an open and uh, um, a three or four three nil. Or, game. Three yeah, game. I, don't, I don't think I'm going to get there. I think they're going to come there frustrate, look to pick us off. And we've got to be aware of that. And it comes down to it. I think that first 20 minutes will tell us a lot. If we get a chance in that first 20 minutes, we have got to take it. Uh, and that will take a little bit of pressure off pressure off. because I, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, this is a must-win game for Arsenal. Arsenal, if they're going to get top four, have we've got three home games against uh, Brentford. Then we've got Wolves on uh, Thursday, which is another tough game, with, which are going to be like the same sort of scenario. Then we go to Watford away and then Leicester at home. If Arsenal are going to get top four, I don't care what anybody says, they have to bring in 12 points from those games. 12 points. No, nothing more, nothing le less. That's got to be 12 points on the board and it's going to be difficult. But what you have to do is defend well mm -hmm. and when you get the chances, take them. And I think it'll be a, 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 an interesting game. I'll tell you, someone just said in the comments there about Ericsson, I think he's going to be the first Spurs player to come to the Emirates and not be booed. I reckon, like, uh, because of what's happening, yeah, I reckon that... respect for him, yeah. I, I, I do, and I, I hope that there is, you know what I mean? I, I think that if he does come on, I, I think that um, he'll get a good re reception because, you know, 
for whatever reasons, that, that we all know the reasons and all that, for him to come back and still be able to play professional football, hats off to him. Don't care what football club he's played for in the past. You know, I mean, that was a shocking scene in uh, watching that in the in the uh, in the Euros. Euros yeah. yeah. Uh, so for me, if he does come on, I, I, I think it's it's a it, it's for football more than who who he played for. Dan, what's your thoughts on that? Obviously, Arsenal's attitude towards this game, because this is a this is a potential banana skin. Because you know what, Brentford have nothing to lose. Yeah, and Brentford are going to want to get a, get as many points as they can on the board. They don't care how they play. They're just going to try and get it. And I think I echo what Lee said there in relation to Ericsson. Apart from Fabrice Mwamba, or probably as well as Fabrice Mwamba, that was one of the worst things I've seen live on a football pitch. It was horrendous to watch. Um, for him to come back this early, I really didn't expect to see it. So I hope he does get a good reception. I certainly will be giving him one at the weekend because I think he deserves it. Any footballer does, no matter what your past um, kind of history is. So um, I hope he gets that. As for the game and Arsenal's mentality, listen, KC, we've got winnable games. We keep talking about this. We've got winnable games. The one that I thought was difficult was the one the other night and we took three points. So for us to now go and balls it up at home would be very Arsenal for me, right? So let's make sure we don't do that. I want to see a real strong performance. And I do believe that the one thing that we have got of the last few games is a little bit of... Um, as, although it's ill-disciplined on the pitch, we seem to have a little bit of discipline defending. So let's hope that continues because we do need to be a defensive-minded side at the at the same time as being trying to be balanced for scoring some goals, which would be nice, which we've struggled with of, of late. But actually, when you look at the performance and the mentality, not just of this game, but to try and go on a run, you've got to keep this going now with the games that on paper your favourites to win. I don't mind having a slip up against someone that you come up against and you just miss out on it, on it by a big performance. But we shouldn't be doing that against Brentford. No disrespect. I love them. I love what they're doing. And I've said already enough about what I think they've done right. We should not be losing this game or slipping up, in my opinion. I'm with Lee. I think we do have to take, you know, the next five games, I want to see as close to maximum points as possible because I think that is what we need to be aiming for if we're serious about top four, which is what I think we should be because I'm looking at the other teams around us and I'm seeing lack of consistency and them slipping up. I don't want to join that club and be as inconsistent as the likes of Spurs and United at the moment. We need to go on a run and prove why we're, we are apparently favourites for top four. So that's what I want to see, mate. Nice one. I see as a... As a, obviously ex-Brentford, but you're, you're an Arsenal man as well. What, what's your thoughts on Arsenal right now? Because obviously at the start of the season, we're all over the place. But yeah. now, what's your thoughts on Mikel Arteta and, and the way things are going now? I think they've recovered up. Because at the start, it was looking really bad. Uh, well, defensively, they're strong. But... Still not enough goal for it, for me. For me, where we're not ruthless enough when the chances come about. And that's the whole team. Not just up to the strikers, not just down to the wide players. Can we score more from set pieces? Can a midfielder get 10 goals? It, that's the only thing that's missing now. Uh, to, to be ruthless, to play nice patterns, Defensively, the wide, uh, the fullbacks join in well, but then if we only score one, the other sides are always in the game. All it takes is one chance, one mistake. So now, in in the business end of the season, 
when there's chances to be taken, we've got to be taking them and be ruthless. 100%. And do you think do you think we're relying too much on Martinelli? Obviously, he's not going to be playing in the game. But we, do you reckon we're relying too much on the youngsters like Asaka and, and Smith-Rowe, etc.? Do you think Lacazette probably should be doing more in, in the goal-scoring column? Yes. Yeah. You, you, you need young players are doing fantastic. Everyone loves them. But then now he's got the armband. Now we're going to have to start looking at him and saying, yes, we love what you bring defensively and your link-up play. But now, can you go on the start of the season? Can you go and get us 10 goals? Please. Penalties, whatever. Be ruthless. Put the ball in the back of the net. Um, and then he's then he, everyone can look at him and say, well, he's his job. And then yeah. now can the older guys start chipping in? Um, Saka, Smith Rowe, Martinelli, Pepe. Pepe. That's the, that's so, the Rubik, Pepe. that's the Rubik cube, isn't it? That's Pepe, so, a, a tough one. So for me, the back end of last season, he was the one scoring the goals. He was the one unlocking defences. Mm-hmm. For some reason, one reason or another, he's not had the time. He's been away at African Nations. He's come back now. So we're going to need to use it at some point. We're going to need to use it. And I hope he has the fire in his belly to come on and create the shots off and on that wonderful left foot of his. Yeah, I, I, I think, let me let me ask Lee and... Uh, Isaac, I'm going to come back to you on Pepe, but I've I, I got a question for Lee and, and, and Dan. Arsenal right now... We know what we are, and we know where we where we're weak. If Lacazette could come up with ten goals this season, would you say that would make sure we're top? Me, Lee. yeah, I yeah, think that's right. Like ten goals, he's got someone's got to come up with some goals. It ain't going to be Shaka and Party. He's broke more Party's broke more roof slates and goals, isn't he? Like, you know I mean? let's be honest. You know what I mean? Like. I, I, I'll tell you what, when he gets to shoot, I duck and, and, and I'm wild up in the air. Like, I mean, I'm out of the way. Like, you know what I mean? It's 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 awful. You know, Shaka, you know, has got more more yellow cards and sending off than he's got goals in his Arsenal career. That's a fact. You know what I mean? So we're relying on Udegaard, I, I think, you know, and, and, and too much on the youngsters. So someone's got to step up. And when he's your captain, and, and I think he's a good captain, if I'll be honest. I yeah. think he leads by example all the way way he plays. I, I love his work rate and everything. He, he and that's why I think the fans do like him. Stick with him. That's why they uh, stick with him. They've stuck, they've stuck with him because you know what? We'll have a trier. We'll have someone that's going to put in hundred percent and work work hard on that. He does that every single game. I don't care what, even when he comes when he was coming on as a sub, he does it. His goal-scoring record against top sides, by the way, isn't bad. You know what I mean? He's, if you have a look at his record, he's, he's scored against all the big boys. So, he's just never quite been that consistent. But if, if he could get 10 goals, which is a big ask for, for you know, any striker in the Premier League come now. But if you could get 10 goals, it would push us so much closer to that because... You know, as I said, when you one nil up with 10 minutes to go, like, you know, even the game against Wolves, one nil up, he goes clean through. If he bangs that away, you know, we ain't 
we ain't biting our nails for the next 10, 15 minutes. You know, the game's done. We, we need to kill games off a little bit better than what we do, you know, uh, and because somewhere along the line, it's going to bite us. So we've got to be more ruthless and take our chances. I think if he gets 10 goals, I don't say to guarantee us that, but we'd be in a very, very good, healthy position. You know what I mean? If he was actually to score five goals in the next uh, five games, which you could possibly do, you know, I mean, get on a run. You know, you know what it's like as strikers, yeah. guys. You start scoring goals, you get on a run. If you could get one, you can get to penalties as well. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what. We'll, when take, gets, we'll take that. Yeah. I'll tell, he's good from the spot. I'll take that. I, I know. So I, I, I think at the end of the day, if he could get 10 goals, we could, we could be... We could actually get it, yeah. I do think that. But Dan, Potsy, what's your thoughts? Lacazette getting 10 goals, would that virtually see... I I'm, know I'm it's not set in stone, but would that virtually see us top four? Yeah, I'd like Lacazette to get five, mate. He's struggling, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think with Lacazette, I, I, I think what we're seeing is a player who is more of a link-up man and more of a false nine of late, you know, or dropping into that 10 role. And I think that's what's preventing him getting in the box because of his hold-up play and his link-up play. And that's why when Kieran Tierney, who, by the way, everyone's saying is having a poor season, um, is struggling because he's getting down the wing and there's nobody there to cross it into. So that system at times works for some of the youngsters around him, but there's times where it doesn't work and I'd like to see it improved. I think if Lacazette was to get 10 goals, he'd have a great chance at top four. Yeah, 100%. It doesn't have to be Lacazette, by the way. It could be any of them. I think that 10 goals from somebody might need to happen. But if that isn't going to happen, KC, we need to look at it com a combination like Man City have. It doesn't matter whether it's Mares or Sterling or Foden or De Bruyne. They're all by chipping committee. in with goals. By committee. 100%. By yeah, committee. By that's committee. the word. I couldn't, couldn't think what the term was. Yeah, by committee, so, yeah. That's what we want to see now is Martinelli, Erdegaard, Smith, Rowe, Saka joining that and getting the five goals that they can get from now until the end of the season. Because let's, be, let's have it right. If they all chip in with four or five now until the end of the season, we're going to see us win games because goals win games, mate. And we're quite good defensively this season, but up top is where our issue is. And I'm struggling with some of the kind of decisions I'm seeing from the manager in terms, and I know you're going to come on to it, of bringing on Eddie instead of Pepe. I, I've got, I can't keep seeing Eddie coming on now. I've got to see something else from, from Pepe coming on or something that's different because Eddie's been given enough chances and he's not scoring. So you've got to try another option. And if that doesn't work, you try another option. You don't just stick with the same thing. I want to see Martinelli or Pepe coming more on, on into more into that central position if Lack is coming off, not Eddie coming on just running around. So it's going to be interesting to see how we get on with till the end of the season. But 10 goals for Lacker, I think you're right, Kev, would be amazing. But I just can't see it because of the way the system that we play. Right. So you set me up perfectly to come back to you, Izzy. <laughs> Pepe. So professional, aren't we? So professional. Pepe, would you play him as a number nine? <laughs> yeah. Play as a number nine. I'd have to different games for different players. That's that's my answer. Because some games you're gonna need lacquer where he's gonna drop deep. Some games you're gonna you might need to lay through the middle where he's lively, he can stretch teams and can go in behind. Some games you're gonna need pepper. Or even how Man City play, I would even throw Smith Rowe into that into and then you've got Martinelli, then you've got Saka or Pepe, 
You've got to Liverpool do it. Jota's down the middle now. Sometimes Salah's down the middle. You've got to keep teams guessing and moving about. Sometimes one of them's on the wing, the other one's down the middle. At the moment, it's a bit predictable. Lacquer comes to feet, Lacquer drops deep. And then we're looking for the wide players to bend their runs from out to inside and try and get in that way or the fullbacks try and get round. But how many times do we go midfielder gets the ball, Odegaard gets the ball, forwards on the shoulder of the centre-half and slides the ball through. How many times have we seen us go through one-on-one where a midfielder just slides the forward in? That don't happen, Izzy. That that's, don't a great, happen. that's a great point, Kev. Great no, point. Because... That don't happen. But but let me tell you why it don't happen. Because you're not moving anybody. So if you're playing Arsenal, if if I'm playing Arsenal and I, I know Martinelli's playing, all I do is I defend deeper. I take away his strength straight away of the, the ball in behind. So now, where's the space for Martinelli? Coming to feet. And when he comes to feet, I pay him every time. I pay him in that traffic. And that's what I would do with Pepe as well. I know Pepe, Pepe likes the ball to feet. And in there, you play there, Izzy, I play there. The, the boys are play as a striker when you're going into all the traffic. That's I'll take away that that run. Maybe that's why I maybe playing Martinelli and Laka where Laka comes off and Martinelli could stay on the shoulder where one centre-half either comes out or he stays, Laka yeah. could get it and turn. So I think the philosophy would change in Arsenal's team. But Pepe is so talented. We've got to be... He, I, I believe he's got a part to play in this. Yeah. Right? He's got a part to play in this. Lee, how big a part? Well... Oh, I'll ask the question then. I'm going to... No, ask don't the ask the question with a question. <laughs> so you answer my question first and then you can throw I'll a question answer, I'll answer. I'll, he ain't going to get many... He's going to. He's, he's not going to get many opportunities. So when he gets his opportunity, he's got to take it. Because I think on Saturday, Smith-Rowe comes in. So that's my opinion. I think Smith-Rowe comes in on the left-hand side. Scorer. Highest goal scorer. Yeah, I've got to get him into the team. I, I think that he's there. And when... when um, Martinelli's band is over on um, on uh, on Saturday. Thursday, you've got to get Martinelli in the team. So, if Lacazette ain't doing the business, then, you know, I think it really depends how this game goes. Because if we find it very, very hard to break down Brentford and we struggle and everything like that, and we, you know, then for me, playing Lacazette's not the answer because we're struggling against Brentford. We struggled against Burnley. We need something different. Isaac makes a fantastic point there. I fit about Arsenal being too predictable because you know exactly what's going to happen with Arsenal. Lacazette's going to drop off deep, pick the ball up. He's not got the legs to go past players. And, you know, like if you sometimes you can come short turn with a little quick turn and, and be away. He hasn't got that in his locker where he can turn away from, from a defence. and out. So the defence know, all right, we'll let you go in there and we'll keep our shape so we don't with the two wide players. So it's predictable. So where you've got to have someone else coming through, as you say, like an Ulegaard or whatever, they have to find, Arteta has to find, he's had three weeks, two of them, one of them out in Dubai, to find a different way 
of, of breaking down the, this the, the 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 blocks. Now against Wolves, because Wolves are at home, they did come out slightly and, and go for it a little bit. Like they won't do that at the Emirates in in a, in a week's time. No so so you're going to have to find a different way. And so is again with with Brian. So uh, Brentford. So I'm 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 really interesting to see what 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 he can do. Now I, I think at the end of the day, if you're going to play. Um, Pepe down. If Pepe's going to get in, where is he going to get into this team? Right? People keep saying to me like, "Oh, you got to play Pepe. You got to play Pepe." Right? That's okay. We play Pepe. Right? We, who are you going to drop? You're going to drop Saka? Hell no. You know what I mean? Are you going to drop Martinelli? No. So who are you going to drop? Now, 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 Martinelli's gone out. Right? Let's bring Pepe. Oh, oh, hold on a minute. No, I Smith want Rose. Smith Rose got to play. Yeah. Yeah. Smith Rose got to come in. So, so where is he going to play? To me. It's only one position you can play, and it's in that full sort of nine. So you might have to just say, make it try and make it work. But what I'm what I'm hearing is that um, you know uh, Pepe's not been playing in the false nine in training. It's been Martinelli that's doing that. So you know whether yeah, it's going to yeah. be Martinelli coming in. But again, if he puts Martinelli down there, I'm gonna I want to see Smith Rowe playing out there. So it's a very very difficult one. Yeah, I, I think the point that why I asked that question is. I know, because because really Dan Dan touched on it. A lot of the Gooners are fed up of of Eddie coming on, for instance, and that's why I'm asking: Is Pepe as Pepe got a well, big, big has he got a, a big part to play? Because one I've thing mentioned Eddie. Know, There's a reason why I haven't mentioned Eddie. Yeah, but one thing we do know: Pepe has talent. He's he's oh. got exceptional talent. So. Maybe he's not going to start games, but the final 20 minutes when people are tired and you want him to absolutely kill teams, do you think, Dan, that he's got the right attitude? Because we know he's gifted, but, you know, it's, it's, I'll pick up on something Isaac said. He's, he's, got, he's, got to, he's got to want to go and do it. You know, he's got to want to roll his sleeves up. I'll, I'll show this. I'll show you how good I am. Get on there and make a mark. But I, I, I don't know whether that's in him. What's, what's your thoughts on that, Dan? So my thoughts on Pepe, I think everybody knows. Um, he's not my favourite player. and Everyone thinks that I, I absolutely love the guy. Um, I just don't really understand the criticism that he gets because the stats are clear to see. He leaves Saka and Smith-Rowe dead in the water with his stats. Like Saka and Smith-Rowe would love to have the season he had last year, 16 goals. But he gets the criticism because of the stuff that he doesn't do well. And I think sometimes people compare him to the likes of Granite Chaka that does so much good for the team at times, but he's always an idiot and gets sent off. I think that's similar to Pepe with those those kind of haters. And I can't stand Granite Chaka and want to see him gone. I never want to see him in the team again. But when it comes to Nicolas Pepe, I can appreciate the talent and the skills there. And I do think that, like you say, I'm not sure he can do it. I think he has done it before. He's out of favour massively with this manager, though. And I personally don't think he gets into this first eleven. I would rather see Smith-Rowe coming in at the weekend on the left-hand side because he's been scoring goals. And Lee makes a great point about Pepe maybe taking a position of a Saka or an Erdegaard or a Smith-Rowe, and people don't want to see that. So what can we do to fit something else around him or around Martinelli? You can play a different system or a different formation if the Lacazette role isn't working. 
But what I would like to see, Casey, is not Lacazette keep coming off. I'd like to see Lacazette with someone up there. So keep Party and Chaka together and play like a 4-4-2 for the last half hour and see if you can get Lacazette linking up someone next to him. See if Lacazette can play next to Pepe or Martinelli. If Pepe can't do it on his own because he's got no hold-up play, let Lacazette hold it up and flick it through to Pepe or flick it through to Martinelli. And you can still have Saka and Smith-Rowe either side. You might have to drop a Martin Odegaard out or maybe a Smith-Rowe out in the number 10 position. But actually, if you keep Lacazette on and you play Lacazette and Pepe, then you might see something different there. And I remember against um, uh, Palace at home, Villa at home, uh, Leicester away. We, we saw that. We saw Aubameyang and Lacazette. It was more of a 4-4-2. Yeah. Um, and then out of possession, it went back to a, a Lacazette holding and dropping off uh, back into that. Uh, everyone calls it a false nine. I hate that, man. I can't 4-5-1. Kind of yeah, there we go. I prefer, I prefer calling it a 4-5-1. <laughs> so that's what I would like to see more of. But unfortunately, all we're seeing is 65 minutes, Lacazette comes off, Eddie goes up top, and we don't score goals. So I'd like to see something different from Arteta. And I think that when you look at the mentality of these young players, I'm not so sure that Pepe fits into the future of Arsenal. But right now, because of our lack of transfer business in January, he can play a part. So it'll be interesting to see how he's used by Mikel in the next few weeks. Yeah, well, look, I I, I, I particularly want, want him to play a part because I think he's got a talent. I think his Arsenal career depends on the last these last few months of the mm. season, to be honest with you, because... At the end of the season, he's only got two years left. And we don't want to be getting into, you know, our record signing, running his contract down. Listen, let me move on to you, Izzy, regarding Brentford now. Yeah. Brentford coming to the Emirates. First first league game, um, Premier League game at the Emirates. What does Brentford have to do to get a result? Defend well. Um, be patient. Be resolute. You're not going to like it as Arsenal fans, but they're going to have to slow the clock down. They're going to have to take their time when the ball goes out. They're going to have to do it. Um, and set pieces are vital for them. Because they're a big side, aren't they? <laughs> Land of the Giants. The set, Land of the Giants, yeah. yeah. The three centre-halves, long throws, if Tony as well, they're going to have to be Stay in the game, and then what? As an Arsenal fan, you don't want to see. But as a Brentford fan, maybe Christian Eriksen on delivery dead ball situation for those big lads to to arrive in the box. Yeah, and 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 your thoughts on Eriksen as well, because Lee mentioned him, and I I had him down here. You know, it's it's. I think it's a great story that uh, Brentford have, have, have signed him, taken him on. And do you think he could add that little extra bit of quality that maybe they've lacked in recent weeks? First and foremost, he was a fantastic player. He was the mob down the road. He was their playmaker for, for years. Denmark missed him. Um, and he would always add spark. He's the one that can find a forward run. He's the one, if you, I know the mob down the road, he set up half of Deli Ali's goals. Ali's forward run, he's just great eye, great, great wand of a right foot. Um, but he can do that 
after next week. <laughs> I like it, Izzy. I, I like it. it. I love it. He could I do it, it after next week. Well, listen, maybe keep him on ice another week, you know, so he gets a little <laughs> bit more fitness and then he could come in after that. Uh, well said, Izzy. For you, Lee, about this, this Arsenal side, look, obviously no Martinelli. Who comes in for you? And is there any other changes in the team, do you think? Well, listen, I'm going to say it now. I was up at Wolves and I'm going to say it. Like Cedric had a bloody good game. I thought we played really well that game. Um, went under the radar a little bit uh, coming. But if Tommy's fit, Tommy plays. Simple as that, like, you know. Um, I, I think he's been fantastic for us this season. The one thing that, that, that Brentford... Uh, have got is they've got that height advantage and everything like that. Um, I couldn't believe how, how small Cedric was, you know what I mean? When you actually see him, yeah, he ain't that big, like, you know? so, yeah. so uh, for me, I like the stature of Tommy. I think he's a proper defender. I don't care if he's not the greatest going forward because do you know what? I want my right back to be able to defend first and foremost, and that's what he does. So for me, he comes back in, and my favorite. Well, my second, my third favourite. I love them all, all them, them three up front, like, you know what I mean? So, Emil comes in. Right. My man, Emil, comes in. And I I felt sorry for him against, uh, against well, because, uh, you know, last 20 minutes, all right, yeah, come on. It got the little free roll in there in midfield, like, you know, and then one minute later, he's down to 10 minutes, he's had to go back and do doggies for the next 20 yes, minutes. Chased, he's what, chasing. He chased it, but he done it. He done, done it. it. That yeah. showed me he put, put in a shift for the team. So, and I also think if you look at it, I know like maybe maybe I'm looking at it differently. Like, but uh, he was the first player on, so I think the manager wants to get him on. The, you know, we're talking about Pepe. He didn't even come on against the Wolves. You know, so uh, I, I think at the end of it, I, I do feel that um, Mikel wants to get him in the team. So. Um, and after having a word with Mikel on uh, 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 Wolverhampton, I said, "Oh, get Emil back in that team." <laughs> so it's your doing anyway. Well, there you uh, go. Like that nice what about you, Potsy? Any any changes for you? Obviously, Martinelli can't play. So, what would you do? Would Emil come in? Would Pepe get a start? And obviously, there's right back. Or would you change? Would you change the system, like you mentioned before? And who would play? in that 4-4-2 system if you were going to change it? So in terms of the team news for Team Start, Tommy Yasu comes back in. I'm not a fan of Cedric. I agree with Lee. I thought he was okay the other night, um, but I'm not a fan. So Tommy Yasu comes in. On the left-hand side, I would play Smith Rowe because I feel personally that his goal contribution um, this season, I want to see him back in this side. And at the moment, Erdegaard looks to be the number 10. And then if it's still struggling like we have done, let's say it's like a game against Burnley and we're struggling and it's nil-nil. We can't break Brentford down. They're defending great, which I expect them to do, to be honest. But we still haven't got that goal. That's when, come 60 minutes or so, I'd give it half hour or 4-4-2 and I would be bringing Pepe on next to Lacazette and I'll be hooking off Erdegaard and going for a 4-4-2. And I know Martin Erdegaard does spray the ball around nicely and keeps the ball well. But actually, when you're going 4-4-2, I'm not so sure you can push Erdegaard out wide. And I think you can with Smith-Rowe. So I think for me, that's what I would be looking to do. And then see if we can break them down that way and try and have somebody playing off of Lacazette. And again, Kev, this might not work. This might not work at all. But it would be something that I'd like to see happen. And I don't want to see the same 
like-for-like like substitutions if a system is not working. Mikel's got to try and change something if it isn't working. Now, listen, I hope we're 3-0 up and we don't have to worry about it by the 60th minute. But I'm not confident that we will be because of the lack of goals up top. So if it is problems and Laka is lacking again, then we need to try and change something. And if we have to go to a 4-4-2, then let's hope that we can do that. My fear is that if he does go 4-4-2, it will be Eddie that comes up alongside Lacazette because he seems to have this weird obsession at the moment with playing Eddie and Ketia and bringing him on. It's like he's desperate for him to do well so that he can give him a new contract. It's really bizarre. So we'll see what happens. Well, I, I listen, I think I think that 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 bolt has sailed. Eddie, Eddie won't be at Arsenal come come the summer. Izzy, what's your what's your thoughts on the in Ketia? Obviously, we've we've been there. We've come through the ranks. Yeah, he's he's a young listen, lad who's come through the ranks. What's your thoughts? Listen, it's hard coming through the ranks at Arsenal, let alone leading the line, trying to emulate and get goals. He does score goals, but where Arsenal want to be. Can they afford him to be? Can he be the, the, the backup striker? I think he may be the first, third or fourth choice. You know, um, it's good having him there. I like to see all the youngsters come through, mm-hmm. you know, Kev. Um, yeah. But this is Arsenal Football Club. And <laughs> you've been in that position, Izzy. You've yeah. been in that position, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, you know, let him... What's it, what's it like being in that position? What is it like being in that position where you know that the pressure's on you to score the goals? Yeah. But, like, you know, you haven't got... You haven't got the time, if you like. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you've got, like, us fans... Yeah, you know, you, you, yeah. The, press, like the pressure's on, and you don't have time on. to develop. Yeah, yeah. And you haven't got that time, have you? What, what, what is it like? It's, What's it like when you go home or you go training? And it's, what, what's it's hard. It's it's hard because you've worked so hard to get to that situation, get in that position, in contention to start or be in the squad. You just want to do well and hope you can take a chance, and then all of a sudden. You get a different piece of confidence. At the moment, Eddie hasn't scored. He scored in the League Cup. Okay. But he wants to score in the Premier League. As soon as, maybe if he scored early in the Premier League, a few of those chances that he was snatching at, he would have taken. Mm. It's, it's so hard when you're not starting games and you're expected to come on for 10, 15 minutes not really warm, not really match sharp to go and get up to the season to take a charge just like that. Some players can do it. But some players need time. They might need a run of games and then to come out and then go back. They're still up to speed. But at the moment, Eddie's not up to speed. It is, it is real difficult, Lee. It is really yeah, difficult. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. I, I really do because, you know, you, you're a young player trying to make it and you're not gonna, you're not getting the, the game time that you probably need to, to justify what you can do. Uh, and, yeah. you, you know, like, as fans, uh, you know, we've all backed him. You know, we've really backed him. But ultimately, you're saying, like, right, and it must be horrible for, for him as well, like, 
because they hear it like they must hear like oh he's not good enough for Arsenal. It must be you know like the confidence to, to be to be at Arsenal. You, you've got to be a good player, haven't you? It's, yeah. it's, Somewhere yeah, along the line, yeah. you have got to have done so. You can't blag your way into the Arsenal. <laughs> no chance. You know what I mean? I've blagged my way onto a building site in the past, but I cannot <laughs> blag my way onto like that. You cannot do it. So he's got the talent, but it's that moment. It? Like that moment come Everton for me at Goodison Park with that header. If he bangs that in, I think we see a different Eddie. I really do. I'm not saying we're going to see someone banging in 20, 30 goals, but I, would, I think that that, gut, that, that moment there... Confidence. Yeah, if he'd have banged that in, we'd have won that game 2-1, he would have come off the hero. And that is the moment that you, you're you praying for to have a tapping, aren't you? Come on, you're, you know what I mean? You're yeah. praying for a tapping, like, you know? Yeah, but, but, yeah, but you have to take the chances, Lee. You know, it, this is... This, this is... Uh, Izzy's a striker, I'm a striker. You live and die by yeah, those yeah, chances. 100%. Don't you, Izzy? You know, you, you, you get those yeah. chances and you don't take them. There's always somebody behind you who's ready to take your spot. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing you said, Arsenal now, but Arsenal now, who is there to take his spot? Well, you've got, the babies. You've, got, you've got babies. You've got babies. Yeah. You know, you've got babies coming up behind him. You've got people who, yeah. who want Martinelli to move from the left to come in. People yeah. who would even prefer Pepe in there. And you're, an, you're a striker. Yeah. But if you yeah, don't take you, the chances... The one, the one thing I will say about him, Kev, it surely must be on his side, is that this manager is backing him as much as he possibly can. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm sure at times... I've played under managers and probably you guys have as well. And you think, I don't know if he really rates me or not. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you can have that with... with, with, with That's what's frustrating, though, Lee. That's what's frustrating. We've seen this guy so many times. Like, it's time now to just accept that this guy's not good enough. And the manager still seems to think that he is because he's bringing him on. And people can say, like, they haven't got anybody else to bring on. Then try a different system. Try something else because you can't just keep saying, I ain't got anything else. I'm going to have to keep doing it. Because you've decided not to bring somebody in in January. So you have to make it work now. And Eddie is not working currently. So you've got to try and change the system up 100%. Well, here's, here's, one, here's one for you guys. You, you mentioned four four two. Why not four four two with Eddie and Lacker? Well, that's why I said I think it will be that. I think if we do go four four two, he's going to bring on Eddie next to Lacazette. He won't bring on Pepe next to him. Pepe's completely out of favour. You know, we've, we've mentioned it already, but I, I can't see Pepe doing much at all till the end of the season because I think he's made his mind up on him. Eddie is the guy at the moment that he's going ahead with. So I, I think I, it's Eddie. I, you're right. Do you know, Potsy? I'll ask Izzy this and. Oh, Feel free to chip in, guys. I think how you train is important for Mikel Arteta. The attitude you show in training, the willingness. Managers will stick with you if you've got a great attitude. That's one thing I've learned. Well, what's your thoughts yeah. on that, Izzy? Spot on. Um, they have a, have a way how he acts and how his attitude and how he behaves in and around. The training ground in and around the club, how he trains. Is he half-hearted or is he full-on every day? That's why um, he likes Xhaka so much because Xhaka gives everything, apparently, every day in training. So he plays him all the time. And, you know, Lee, you've probably seen it in your, your teams. 
A player might not be as gifted as somebody else, but you know yeah. what? His attitude is spot on. Yeah. I, I go along with that, like, you know, I, I, you know, and we've all been there where, where the coaches test you. They test you, they put tests out for you to see if you, if, if you if you pass it, you know what I mean? Or you moan about it or groan about it, like, you know. Um, and I don't care whatever level you play that, like, you know. Manager has favourites. He has favourites. I don't care what anybody says. You know what I mean? Like, Shaq is probably a favourite of his. You know, I, I, it, it, it it happens. And you just think, well, why is he playing him? And what? And I'm going to be honest. This we're all, if we all said what's our favourite players at Arsenal or whatever, like we might all be different because that's what it. That's what we are. We, you know, it's all about opinions. If when I was younger. I wish I'd have known that a little, what I know now, what I knew then, because because one manager doesn't rate you, doesn't mean to say the next one's not going to. Do you know what I mean? Like, but you don't realise that when you're younger. So, listen, I I, I think it happens all the time. I, I just think that um, I, I do believe it. You know, if if, if a player sulks when he's left there, what you want, and I'll tell you what, when you've been in the game a little while, in it, if you've got someone that you leave out and he's sitting on the bench, he's sulking and all that, like you know, well, I don't really like. But if you've got someone that's left, you've left out and he's bubbly and everything like that, you think, well, I'll have a bit of him. I want him to do well. I want him to come in and do like. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's very, very difficult. Like, you know, you ain't gonna get everybody in the same sort of mould. You know, it's, it ain't gonna be like you. you but ultimately, you do need. I think it's very important. I don't. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. You see, the eleven that you've got is very. They're going to be happy. They're going to be happy because they're playing. It's those six or seven that are not. You've got to have a different character, different mentality to those eleven that are playing. So that's where the culture comes in, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and and it's difficult, you know. What I mean, I find it very difficult when I'm left out of my vets team now. Like, I find I find it very difficult. Like, you know, what I mean? you very get difficult. left out, Lee. You get left out. I keep taking his place, don't I? Do you know what I mean? Manager, That's what manager's a Tottenham fan. I think there's a little bit of that in it. I really do. <laughs> a little bit of angst. A oh, little bit go. of angst in it. Oh, Potsy, what's your so what's your thoughts on 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 this edgy situation? Because look, I understand Eddie isn't the chosen one at number nine. Mm-hmm. He get, keeps getting picked by Mikel Arteta. Like I say, I think it's his attitude. I think his attitude's right on the training pitch. He never sulks. You never hear, see anything come out where he's throw toys out the pram or anything. Mm. And, 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 and he does try. Fair enough, you know, you don't rate him or whatever. But do you think that that plays a massive part? And, and isn't it about time a lot of players with good attitudes got, got, got a chance? Like I don't unlikely, really unlikely judges. <laughs> That's what it is with judges. His attitude stinks, mate. His they ain't thinking him. Do you know what I mean? But listen, <laughs> if Eddie's got a great attitude and he's killing it in training, then that's fine by me. But there's only so many games you can have a great attitude for if you ain't scoring. So what I mean by that is if he's coming on and doing all the right things up there, that's fine. But if you can't physically score a goal, which is what you're being brought on for, I guess then you've got to look at something else. And we can't sit here on the podcast and say, Pepe's got to do it when he comes on and not say in the same sentence, well, Eddie's coming on because he's got a good mentality. You've got to look at it both ways. And I think where Eddie, for me, has the 
advantage at the moment over Pepe is he's getting that chance and he's not taking it. So now it's time for Pepe to be given that chance to take it for me. Now, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be questioning the manager and asking him why that's not the case. Because if you're still sticking with the same guy who's not scoring goals, then that is unfortunately on the manager because he is knowing that the guy's not good enough, but he's still playing him. So I don't want to be seeing in the next five or six games, Eddie coming on, still not scoring goals and people going, oh, it's not the manager's fault, it's Eddie. Well, Potsy, who's picking him? Well, Potsy, do you think the manager might think to himself, well, I'm not playing Pepe as a, as a striker because he's not a striker. I've got a striker there. Why, what happens what, if the striker ain't scoring, Casey? What do you do yeah, then? Just keep playing yeah, but, him? No, but my, my, my point of the matter is this. We know Martinelli can do that, but he would much prefer him being on the left. Pepe is not a striker. For me, he's not a striker. He needs to be wide, one-on-one. -on -one. For me, Pepe. I think if you put him in inside, I, I just don't think the manager's... What, I don't think the manager wants to take a chance with him as a number nine. That's me personally. That's why I think he keeps will be willing to put Eddie there because Eddie's a recognised number nine. Eddie knows how to play the position. Eddie knows how to take the hits. Though he's, he's not big, but he's played there all his life. Izzy, you've played there, not being the biggest, but you learn how to manoeuvre. Yeah. If you're a wide player, coming from the, from the wing into the centre is a whole different ball game. Yeah. And, and I'm not just defending Mikel Arteta. I'm just thinking, I've got somebody capable of playing as a number nine. Why should I put Pepe in there when I've got somebody who can play as a number nine? So what would go so wrong playing Pepe through the centre and you think, Christ, that's a massive risk. Like, Eddie's, no, Eddie's, no, Eddie needed to be in there. No, Dan, it's, 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 it's not, I'm not questioning Pepe. It's fans who say they want Pepe as an, Pepe hasn't played number nine for Arsenal ever. So what makes you think he would be better there? So I don't know that he'd be better there, but I don't think he'd be any bloody worse. Let me tell you that. I've seen a lot from this kid and I don't get it. I do not get this obsession. But Dan, his talent is one thing. I agree with you on his talent. But a manager has to look at it sometimes practically. When you see they put the board up, they'll have players wide, they'll have the different players, they'll have all different players. So they'll have one, two, three at striker. Now Aubameyang's gone. There'll be two players at striker and he'll know, right, if I need to, I'll move Martinelli from there to there. He won't, I don't think he would ever be thinking, I'll move Pepe from there to there. No chance. The other That's thing just me. The other thing is, you might Kev, be right. You might be right. Sorry, Gordon Lee. No, the other, the other thing is, if you're if you're a striker, now you two have been a striker, right? And I don't know. Just for instance, I'm going to just name a name. Just like yeah. all, all of a sudden, like you, you, you know, I think I've got a chance of playing, and Ray Parler's playing up front. You're going to do. You ain't going to be happy, are you? No chance. So like Eddie's going to be the same. You know, Eddie Eddie thinks that he should be. He's the he's the backup forward. He should be getting the chance in front of Pepe. And he's going to come out with it with the fact is that when he's had these chances, they've been sort of like coming on the sub and whatever, like you know, blah 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 blah. 
And when he's had his chances in the League Cup, for instance, he has scored goals, hasn't he? Like, you know, um, I know it ain't been a great, great opposition. Lee, our problem is, and Isaac, I'd love to have your, your take on this as well. Our problem at Arsenal is we do not have the killer strikers of yesteryear. No. Right? So we're desperate. We're desperate to find somebody who could stick the ball away. But one thing about football that I've learned, and Izzy, I'd love your feedback. If you try and get too smart, you come unstuck. You need the right people. There's a saying, the round pegs in round holes. Square pegs in square holes. So, Pepe is a wide player. He's not a striker. That's why he stays wide. Eddie's a number nine. The fact that he's not scoring on everything, I totally understand with you, Dan. I totally get that. Does he need to score? Yeah, he needs to score. Has he missed some chances? Yes, of course. he's. That's a striker's lot. But if you're not playing your strikers in the right position, it's, it's, it's madness. Izzy, what do you say? To that? <laughs> yes, but, but you. then... Yeah. yeah, that's enough. Then, that's enough, Izzy. That's enough. <laughs> I'm look, I, I look at Mane Salah Jean. Jesus plays out wide. He's supposed to be a centre forward. Foden plays through the middle. Mares plays on the left. Arteta's worked with Pep at Man City. Somehow, we've got to be able to fit whoever it is into a system where we're more of a threat going forward. Whether it is Eddie, whether it is someone else, at this precise moment, I think we, as Arsenal fans, couldn't care who it was, but we need someone to go and score goals. 100%. 100%. And do you know what? If, if it is Pepe... As as uh, coming in, because I remember them playing Pepe, Saka, and Lacazette, etc. At top, and and then I think it was against Sheffield United one time. They they ripped them apart. Our problem is we don't control the ball enough sometimes. We don't have sometimes that domination on midfield that we should have, because yeah. Liverpool do it, Manchester City do it. So you can afford to play midfielders there and you could board to play Jesus on the wing because you control the ball all the time. When you control the ball, you are in so much of the ascendancy that the opposition are just like, oh no, not another attack, not another attack, not another attack. I just don't think we're at that level yet, but we need no. to get there. But guys, listen, I've, I need to ask you your scores because I just looked at the clock. I weren't even looking at the clock. <laughs> and there's, it's an hour, hour 11 gone. It's gone and, so uh, quick, look, man. So uh, quick. It, it goes too quick. And look, you know, Izzy's come on. So, Izzy, let's get your prediction for Arsenal versus Brentford, my friend. 2 1. 2-1. Tight game. Tight game. What about you, Lee? What's your I'm, I'm going 2 0, but I, I, I don't think it'd be like. I think it'd be 1-0 too late. For a while, on. for a while. Yeah. What about you, Potsy? 
Yeah, I'm with, I'm with judges. I think 2-0. I'm going I'm to be bold and get Lacazette and Smith-Rowe on the score sheet. I think Lacazette's got to score at some point, man. It's got to happen. He's just got to score. Come and on, I think Smith-Rowe, yeah, and I think Smith-Rowe coming back into the side is going to want to keep his place. So I think he'll get on the score sheet. I'm going to be positive and optimistic and go over 2-0 Arsenal win. Well, I'm going to go, um, not crazy, but I'm going 3-1. 3-1 Arsenal. I think... Um, I just think that the confidence at Brentford is a bit low. And we're back at the Emirates after a really good result at Wolves. And we, we need goals. We need to hit the ground running. And I, I don't think Brentford are quite the same team. So I'm going to go 3-1. And I'm putting Lacquer to score one of the goals as well. Um, Isaac, can't thank you enough for coming on, mate. No, dear, uh, cheers, I've been brilliant. brilliant. And what, I will say you, is, obvious, what I will say is as well, guys, um, obviously... Rest in peace to Steve Burtonshaw. Oh, yeah, I was away. going to mention that today, yeah. Who, who passed away. Izzy knows him, I know him, and uh, he's one of them unsung people behind the scenes like Terry Murphy and, and people like that, Pat Rice, uh, who made a real difference to us coming through, Lee, uh, Potsy. Yeah. They really did. And uh, Potsy caught some of the, the chat before in the green mm. room. We were talking about how Pat Rice looked after us and stuff. And um, part, of that, part of that group was... Terry Murphy and Steve Burtonshaw. So rest in peace, yeah. Steve Burtonshaw. And well thank said. you to all the thank you to all the people who come in and, and and listened. And whether you do super chats or whether you just put your you put your chat in, thank you so much for listening to um, this this show, chatting with Campbell. And uh, listen, you know the script. Up the Arsenal, and Isaac could say up up Brentford if he likes, but he's a gooner, so get it right. Look after yourself, everybody, and see you next time. Take care.